It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about two very important prospects for the Reds' future. I've got a friend of mine and yours coming in to talk about that with me, Doug Gray. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds. Also save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. So yesterday the Reds played two games, another split squad day for them. In one game they lost and one game they tied and they made some roster cuts as well. We're going to jump into all of that here right before we talk to Doug Gray in the news. News team, assemble! So the game that they lost, they fell to the Arizona Diamondbacks 10-2. Luis Castillo got the start in that one, pitching three and two-thirds innings, giving up four earned runs on seven hits. He did have four strikeouts in the game. For the uh, hitting side of that game, Mike Moustakis hit a home run, his second of spring training. And then we go to the other uh, game, the other side of the split squad action yesterday. They played the Colorado Rockies to a 5-5 tie. Fun thing about that one, both Jose Garcia and Alfredo Rodriguez, the Reds' two minor league shortstops, homered in that game. And we're actually going to talk about our man Jose here in just a moment. But before uh, Doug and I start going on that, I did want to also update you. The Reds did make... Some roster cuts they send down, they reassigned to minor league camp TJ Antone, David Carpenter, Ryan Hendricks, Nick Ladillo, Tony Santion, Josh D. Smith, Chris Oki, Jonathan India, Blake Traha, Stuart Fairchild, and Boog Powell. So again, that's 11 players out there. They're, they're still at 50. Players they need to cut down to 26 before opening day. The only name on that list, there's two names on that list, actually, two names. Uh, two guys that we were wondering about because they were non-roster invitees. Maybe they can make the bullpen. That was David Carpenter, a right-hander, 
and Josh D. Smith, a left-hander. With Josh D. Smith getting sent down, or not really sent down, but you know reassigned to the minor leagues, he, he was signed as a non-roster invitee with a, mi- a minor league deal. That leaves the lefties that still remain in big league training camp at Amir Garrett, Cody Reed, and Jesse Biddle. Pretty sure Cody Reed's going to be the second lefty there in the bullpen, being that he's out of options and that, you know, it's, it's good to have left-handed relief help on the roster. But those are your roster cuts for today. Tell you what, let's jump into my chat with Doug Gray about a couple of very important prospects for the Reds' future. This is all confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things? Alrighty, for our next segment on today's podcast, I've got my friend and yours, the man who knows everything about the Reds' minor leagues and quite a bit about the Reds' major leagues. Doug Gray is with us on the show today. Doug, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, let's talk about spring training and a couple of guys who are turning heads, a couple of prospects. Both are rated in your top five. Both are rated in pretty much everyone's organizational top five for the Reds, and some of them have even made national lists. I'm talking of a pitcher and a position player. The position player, there are some who are almost incredulous at the thought that he won't make the opening day roster which I understand why. I know why he's not going to, but some just don't understand this. And that is Jose Garcia. And then the pitcher I want to talk about is Nick Lodolo. Now, we're recording this. This is Tuesday afternoon. This is before his outing here in spring training. He's actually going to pitch today. So it'll be interesting to see how he fares there. But when you look at these two guys, one of them is clearly much closer to making the major leagues than the other when you look at both of them, who do you think has the biggest impact uh, over their careers? Or you know what, we, we don't have to look that far into the future. I know your crystal ball is probably a little fuzzy right now. Uh, maybe the next five years, who's the most impactful between those two guys? I think it depends on how you want to look at it. Um, right now, like I've got Nicodolo ranked number two in the system, and Jose Garcia number four. And the way that I rank them is based on like their entire career. Um, you know, production in my mind, what I think it will be. So for me, I, I think that Nick Lodolo is going to have the better career. Now, I think that both of them are going to be pretty close. I, I really, really like both of them. I think that they both have high upsides. Um, so I, I don't think the difference is very big. But if you're going to ask me who may impact the Reds more, I think that it might be Jose Garcia. Uh, now, when I'm ranking prospects, I don't do it based on how they will perform uh, – necessarily for just the organization because organizational needs those kind of things they they can matter but you know when you're a prospect and you don't even have to be a prospect necessarily you know you can have trade value to somebody else who doesn't have the same organizational needs that you have and get plenty of value for someone and so you know whereas the reds it seems like they need a shortstop next year because there really is no one else right now other than freddie galvis on the big league roster that can play shortstop um you know, Jose Garcia, he can fill that immediate need, if, assuming that, you know, he goes out and does what people hope he can do this year in double A and maybe triple A. Uh, whereas, you know, the Reds have a little bit more pitching depth. Now, obviously, you always need starting pitching. We we definitely know that in Cincinnati that you always need starting pitching after what did, you know, the Reds have gone through the last couple of years. Right. Um, 
So uh, it really just depends on kind of how you want to look at it. I, I think that both guys can impact the Reds organization uh, probably within the next two years. Um, and I, I think that it may just depend on how the, the pieces around them come come into play. I mean, you know, if, if the rotation continues to look good and strong, maybe Nicodolo is not going to have quite the same sort of impact, at least on the surface, that, you know, he would have had, say, three years ago when the Reds had no one in their rotation, so to speak. Here in just a moment, we jump into whether we will see either Lodolo or Jose Garcia up in the major leagues this season and dive into their trade value. But first, what do you think the chances are that we see both of them? Because I I wonder if there's a shot we see Lodolo later on in the year. Is there a chance we see Jose Garcia get a cup of coffee this year, or will it not even come till next year? I mean, I, I can see a scenario where we could see both of them in, in the second half this year. I think that's more likely for Jose Garcia than Nick Lodolo. Um, but, you know, it, it it doesn't take a very long string of things to happen to where you could see Nick Lodolo get called up, you know, in late August. I, I think that some things would have to go right. One, he'd have to be absolutely dominant in the minor league season. It sounds like they're going to start him in Daytona. So he'd, you know, have to go, you know, advanced A, double A at least. Um Two, he'd have to dominate that whole time, stay healthy, and keep his innings kind of where the Reds want them. They haven't really stated where they want him to be at uh, for this year. But he threw, uh, I think it was 121 innings between college and pro baseball last year. So they'll probably have him in that 140, 150 range as far as a a set target for him. But, you know, if the Reds are contending and the bullpen is kind of looking maybe – I don't want to say bad because I, it's tough to see where they'd be contending if the bullpen were bad. But if they had a, a spot or two that maybe they weren't as certain about, it, it wouldn't be completely shocking if, say, Nicodolo were dominating in Double A, and you know, come late August, they think that hey, maybe this is the kind of guy we can put in our bullpen down the stretch. They add him to the 40-man roster, um, and, and you know, make him playoff eligible by calling him up before September 1st. I, I was just gonna say, like, you know, they've they've got the new. Uh, you know, roster limits this year, so you can only have 28 players up in September. But you have to be on the roster by August 31st to be playoff eligible unless you're replacing somebody who was on the roster uh, due to injury. And, you know, we, we saw that with Aroldis Chapman back in 2010, I think it was. Yeah, uh, where, you know, they, they called him up right before uh, the, the final day of him being playoff eligible as a reliever. Uh, and then, you know, he helped him out in the, or, well, in, in theory, he was going to help him out in the playoffs. But, uh, and, and so that, that scenario, while I think it's not likely to happen, you could see where it could happen. Uh, with Jose Garcia, I, I think that the situation is a little bit easier to see. Uh, one, the Reds don't have too much shortstop depth, uh, at least as of right now. You've got Freddie Galvis, who, uh, you know, for for the, the worst that he has at the plate, uh, he makes up for them quite a bit with the strengths he has on defense. Overall, you know, he's that guy who, you know, a playoff team probably isn't going to be thrilled to have him as the only option, but he's, he's roughly a, a league average player at shortstop, and that's okay. Uh, but if something were to happen to him, uh, where do the Reds turn? I mean, are you really going to run Kyle Farmer out there as your everyday shortstop, uh, particularly in the second half in, in a playoff race? I, I don't think too many teams would be comfortable with that. Um, behind that, I mean, you got Alex Blandino, who realistically is not an everyday shortstop defensively. I mean, I personally, I'd be more comfortable with him at shortstop than Kyle Farmer, but I really don't like the idea of playing either one of them. Uh, then behind that, you've got, you know, Blake Traha, who, 
you know, he's got one of the more questionable bats in the farm system. Very good defender. And you, you can say the same thing about Alfredo Rodriguez. Um, now, Alfredo Rodriguez has hit the ball well this spring, but again, it's, you know, spring training and 21 plate appearances. So, you know, what does that really tell you when he's got a thousand plate appearances where he's struggled to hit the ball out of the infield? Right. Uh, small sample size between that and the fact that it's just spring training. It's hard to, right. hard to so go crazy, Bill. Yeah. So, you know, if Jose Garcia goes out to double A and he rakes and, you know, Freddie Gallus were to go down with an injury or, you know, if Jose Garcia just shows that, hey, I'm ready. And, you know, it's not tough to see where the Reds be like, okay, he is ready. Let's do this thing. And they call him up in the second half. I think that's a much more likely scenario. Um, I wouldn't count on it happening. I, I definitely wouldn't be putting bets down or anything. But I think that of the two scenarios, that one's far more likely to happen. I do love that we're seeing different quotes from Barry Larkin saying like he is the red shortstop of the future and he's a really safe pick for them moving forward. And then you've got guys who have taken batting practice against Nick Lodolo saying, man, I, that was, that was tough. Couldn't hit anything. And then Kyle Bodie saying good things about him, which I'm really interested to see what Kyle Bodie does with our pitching uh, in the farm system here over the next couple of years, which that's a topic for another episode. But when you see these different things and people talking about them, let's let's take off the evaluation hat for a minute and, and look over. I think it's to your left. I think it's where your general manager hat is kept. Uh, put on your general manager hat for a second. Do you see the Reds trading one of these guys. I know it sucks to think about, oh, hey, let's talk about getting rid of a guy who could have a really bright future for the Reds. But in a deal for Francisco Lindor or Corey Seager or something like that, would it make sense? I mean, if, if it's going to be for Lindor or Seager, it, it, it would make sense. Um, because at that point, you're acquiring a shortstop. So you could, in theory at least, say, okay, we can give up Jose Garcia. Now, if you're trading for somebody that's not a shortstop, it's tough to see where they'd give up Jose Garcia because, as we just noted, the Reds don't really have any options behind Freddie Galvis to take over the position, and Freddie Galvis is a free agent after this year. So that that's that's the scenario that would make sense to trade Jose Garcia, but I don't think that in any other realistic scenario they would trade Garcia. Uh, now, with Nick Lodolo, you, you don't want to trade him just for any old thing. And I don't think they would. I mean, he's one of their top prospects. Um, but, you know, you've got several free agent starting pitchers coming up after this year. And, you know, Nick Lodolo, I mean, it, it was Nick Senzel the other day that said, put him in the rotation. He, right. the, the stuff, the stuff is, I mean, it's good. Uh, and Lodolo is one of those polished prospects who should move rather quickly. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that he's in the rotation you know, April of next year. Uh, the Reds are going to have spots to fill. So in in the right scenario, you could make sense of trading him too. But I think that trading either one of them, it's going to have to come in a deal that is truly for a, a superstar caliber player. And when it's specifically coming down to Jose Garcia, it's going to be for a shortstop because he's probably the guy that the entire organization is really saying, hey, this is what we've got for the next four or five years of the position. Um so you, you have to get a shortstop if you're going to move him. Right. And, and I think that would be amazing if they are able to pull something off like that. But until then, we're just happy that we've got these guys that we can put up on almost the elite. You can definitely put them on a, a 
a tier of very good prospects because I know there are some people that are talking about, boy, the farm system's decimated and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I think there's still talent there, obviously. They still have Hunter Green, which, you know, we'll find out more about him once he comes back healthy and things of that nature. But they're all super talented dudes and looking forward to seeing how they how, how they perform this year. I, real quick, because I, I know that you've kind of unpacked this a little bit. Where do you think each one starts? Because I've seen uh, some uh, guesses that both may start out in single A. Uh, I've seen some guesses that, you know, maybe double A. Where do you see that happening for each guy? I mean, I, Nick Lodolo is, I mean, they've stated that the plan was to start him in advanced day Daytona. Now, that can change, but you usually don't see things like that change for, for top-end prospects, um, I mean, mostly because the teams know what they've got there. It, they, they know that these guys are, you know, advanced and what they've got. It's not like Nicodolo is going to come out of nowhere and shock them with what he does in spring training um, and, and just be like, oh, well, maybe this guy's way too advanced for this level. Um, but I, I, I guess there's an outside chance that he's really impressive and they push him up to double A. I'd be surprised by that. Um, but it, and it also feels that Jose Garcia is going to start in double A. I mean, he... He was really good last year in advanced day. There's no reason to send him back there. But jumping a guy over double A straight to triple A, that's that's incredibly rare to see happen, unless it's a scenario where a guy was just drafted the year before and they got really aggressive with him and put him in advanced day out of the draft. And that's that's not what happened with Jose Garcia. So I, I'd be very surprised if he didn't start in double A Chattanooga and they let his performance dictate where he goes from there. So you heard it from the source. Maybe at some point this year you can go down to Chattanooga and see both Nick Lodello and Jose Garcia play in the same game. That would be pretty awesome. Doug, I appreciate it, man. That will be all for us here on this hump day. Thank you so much for joining me on today's Locked on Reds podcast. A reminder, I will be on 1530 AM ESPN Radio here in Cincinnati today at noon talking with Rick Uccino on Cincy 360. We're going to be talking some Reds. You know, if you just can't get enough of me talking Reds, then tune in either on your radio 1530 or on ESPN 50 or on the iHeartRadio app. But that'll do it for the Locked on Reds podcast today. Make sure that you're subscribed on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. Also, save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Actually, special treat. Tomorrow, we have our friend Chad Dotson joining us on the Locked On Reds podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. But so far as Wednesday is concerned, that's going to be it for the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.